he's on the line. Got to bring him on if we're in Arizona. He's my guy. He's one of the guys that you think of in the last uh, 25, 30 years when you say Dodgers because he spent his entire 12-year major league career in that Dodger uniform and had a pretty good uh, career as well with an OPS of 822, an all-star, a gold glove, and respected by all his teammates. That's the one and only Andre Ethier. Dre, is that really you? It's me. I'm glad. Another season back with you. Um, and happy to see you in camp uh, last week. So uh, excited for the season to be started. Glad to be back here with uh, AM570 again for another year. Hopefully uh, they don't cancel us and our <laughs> weekly show. <laughs> yeah, don't try to slap me at an award show, okay? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, I just slapped, I'll just slap you in the dugout. <laughs> okay. Is it strange coming back? I know you've uh, been retired for a couple of years and you've come out to spring training, but is it still strange to put on the uniform and not be a player and go out there as a coach? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously it gets more and more normal to be on this side each year goes by. Um, I would say the miss, the the unbelievable feeling to put that uniform back on every spring grows even more that I'm away. Um, you know, something you take for granted and probably don't think of the hundreds and hundreds of times you do it over the course of a year and over the course of your career um, becomes special and special every time. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe that first day I showed up in camp last week that Alex Torres, you know, the clubhouse manager, had my uni hanging up in the locker um, you know, name printed on there, name in your pants, and you still get to have that Dodger uniform, that Dodger, um, you know, thing that so many people fight and so many people want to do uh, is now a great privilege that I get to have uh, in my life, and uh, I don't uh, take that for granted one bit. And you have a unique perspective where you're not that far removed from playing where some of these guys were your teammates, yeah, yeah, quite a few, quite a few guys, teammates, and quite a few guys I played either against the, on other clubs, other places, and um, you know that's that's what's you know makes it I guess even more special and have you know uh, a little bit of a further relationship with the team right now is because you know some of these players quite a bit. I mean, playing against you know our new guy here, Freddie Freeman, I played against him quite a <laughs> yeah. bit and saw him come up, and and now he's a Dodger to. Um, Justin Turner, um, his first couple of years to be, and now the senior guy on that team, um, you know, to the young guys uh, that have kind of were on the fringe or already there that are now uh, older, established uh, major league veterans themselves. And it's great to see, and, and it's great to be a part of that and, and just kind of see, uh, you know, how things just keep evolving. You know, that's one constant thing. Um, uniform stays, stays the same, that, that name across the front but that number, that name on the back uh, is always evolving, always changing. And, um, and it's been changing the right direction and, and, and trending in the right wave here the last uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. It certainly has. Andre Ethier is our guest. You just rattled off a lot of names right there, and a lot of them are in this Ferrari offense. Uh, could this be the best Dodger lineup uh, in the history of a very storied franchise? I mean... 
I, I know on paper it looks really good, Andre, but last year it looked really good on paper as well, and it never materialized on all cylinders. Uh, how do you get all these guys uh, on the same page when it looks so great on paper? Yeah, that's that's the tough part, right? And that's uh, that's where you leave the decision makers and the and the string pullers, uh, you know, ma- managers, coaches to to kind of figure out how to go. And I guess you know, if, if you're a manager, all you could ask for is having this type of team. Um, if you're a president, a GM, you were asking your ownership. Uh, group owner to allow you to put together this kind of team. Um, you know, and then a lot of it comes down to uh, the players in the clubhouse, too. I, I think you can put it on the players the same way. And if you're a player, you're asking to be put on a team and the team to go out and make the moves they have to give you the tools, give you the team behind you. And then it just comes down to figuring out where you fit in, how you get in type thing. And um, I can tell you right now, just being around camp, it's it's a group of very unselfish guys, guys who want to go out there and yes, get the job done. But at the same time, you see it. They think that, you know, they're pulling for the other teammates. They're, they're willing to um, move a runner over uh, to help the guy behind them put an RBI situation. I know there's a lot of want to get the job done themselves, but at the same time, when it counts, I think you have a, you know, I look across that lineup, look across that room you know, you have a lot of guys in that lineup who who have played on winning teams, who know how to win, and I think you're going to see a very you know a willingness to be able to pass the baton, uh, you know, to your next teammate when uh, you know you're up there trying to score runs, and it's you know home runs will come, big power will come, but um, I think it's a great balance of all that above. I feel like Trey Turner is getting lost in the shuffle of all these names. I feel like he is the guy that people are overlooking on how important he is going to be to this offense. Yeah, but I think I, it's a role he's played a lot in his career, right? If you look at where he came from and in Washington and those offenses he was on there and, you know, playing, you know, next to Harper, uh, you know, Zimmerman, <laughs> Soto yeah. over there. I mean, he's, he's always been a guy who is a really good player, would be a star on most teams. But you play on teams with names like Harper, Soto, uh, you know, Freeman, uh, Belly, you know, all these guys, and you kind of become a second and afterthought. But he's a really good player, you know, a, a, a great caliber shortstop and an offensive um, power that, you know, weapon that we haven't seen like him in quite a while in baseball. And, and you know, with, I, mean, I say that with the, pe- the speed the ability to hit, uh, the ability to hit with with power also. Um, it's pretty special to see a player like him have all the tools he has. How do you like the way the Dodgers plan on stacking the lineup to start the year with Mookie leading off, Freddie Freeman in front of Trey Turner? I saw something in the game today that uh, I thought maybe could come up again in the regular season where Freddie gets on and Trey Turner hits uh, hits a base hit that may score a faster runner and Freddie stops at third. Uh, do you feel like uh, Freddie may clog the bases a little bit or would you uh, rather have Freddie behind Trey and Mookie to get those rabbits home? Yeah, I, I think there, there must be something in there, um, you know, in the numbers that's saying. Yeah, there way. always is. 
<laughs> and, and, and you know what? I'm not saying that, David. David, I'm not saying that in a bad way either. Okay. I'm saying that you know, I'm saying that in a good way also. Like there must be something in there that shows that you know whether it's that right, you know, right, left, right matchup that they want, or is there a on base thing where they want to get Freddie? You know, is there over the course of the last couple of years of the game has that position where Freddie's going to hit? allowed him to be in a you know in a spot to have an extra at bat a game extra couple at bats over yeah. the course of the year you know spots in the lineup where uh you know now there's the dh um you know it provides him um you know how the lineup resets and how they're looking for it to to not and i wouldn't say re, you know resets one through nine is that going to give him rbi situ- you know opportunities with you know ct bellinger and those guys getting on in front of mookie and now he's having what they see is additional RBI situations, uh, you know, in innings three, four, five type thing. Um, you know, or what would that be? Uh, end of yeah. two, you know, You're two, right. four, yeah, two, five, uh, you know, six type thing, uh, RBI situation. So I don't know. Like that's, that's why I say it. And I say that as, as great point, not like, you know, not trying to look at the numbers or be, you know, pessimistic, about what the numbers are saying. I'm saying it from um, just how you would are, you know, on paper, how are you trying to plan out this team over the course of year? Uh, the DH is adding a whole nother wrinkle in here. We have a DH friendly offense now. Um, and Freddie, who is an unbelievable hitter, <laughs> Mookie Best, who's an unbelievable hitter. You, you name an unbelievable hitter on this team that we don't have. And, um, you know, does this open up the lineup? You know, to to yeah, you, I see what you're saying. Explosion. Because now you don't have the pitcher that could end an inning, and then you start all over again. There could be lineup turnover and two runners on base for Freddie Freeman, and you want to have Mookie and Freddie Freeman getting as many at bats as possible. That makes sense. That's why you're right, wrong. Hey, but like Dave, and right now. Who are two guys? I mean, and you could say this about anyone in this lineup, right? But like having Freddie Freeman, or and I'm not, and this is no offense to Mookie, is no, but having Freddie Freeman or or Justin Turner up with two outs hmm. in a game, and you know, I mean, is there any better combination than that? Like than you would want? Like, and I know there's, hey, I, I would take Mookie, I would take, you know, I would take uh, Trey Turner, I would take uh, Belly, I would take. Uh, CT, I would take anyone in that lineup. You know, Will Smith. I mean, we're forgetting about Will Smith in this lineup. Like, who wouldn't you want to take in that? But like, when you can say, "Hey, we have Freddie Freeman or Justin Turner have the opportunity to take two out at bats with runners on base," I'll roll with that all day. I love it. It's a first-class problem to have. I'll tell you that right now. Andre Ethier is our guest, and Andre, you mentioned Cody Bellinger a couple of times. He told me, and he has told a few here at camp, that he did uh, come to your house during the lockout and use your batting cage and work on things, and so far in spring training, the results have not been there. He was 0 for 3 today. He's 3 for 22 this spring, and I kind of felt bad for him yesterday when the reporters were kind of grilling him about his spring training results, numbers, all that, um, you know him better than anybody. Heck, he literally was in your backyard. So what can you say about 
what he's working through. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw a lot of things. You know, he he kind of, and it wasn't a really thing where he approached to hit with me. He, you know, it was an opportunity where uh, he actually had a hitting coach from uh, L.A., um, Jay Gibbons, who he had been talking to, working with in the past. You know, they wanted a spot to hit. Um, Jay kind of wanted, uh, you know, another set of eyes to, you know, kind of look at him once he got rolling. And that's, you know, what we kind of did was how, you know, my biggest thing I want to say that I feel like Cody's done a great job is like kind of just really wiping clean, you know, the struggles, the stuff he had last year. And I think you kind of said that when we texted or talked today was, you know, the positive, he's always been a positive guy, but to be able to wipe clean a tough year like he had last year, um, is, is, is a really tough thing to do, you know, to come from, you know, to see where he was in 19 as MVP to play the way he played last year, uh, to show up in the last month of the season and in the playoffs and be a guy that was probably the best hitter on that team, uh, you know, through that run and that stretch there, uh, it says a lot about, and then for him to like know that he has to address some deficiencies in his game, clearing up his head, and I think that was what was important, what I kind of saw from afar, why he was doing his work and doing his thing and just helping him, you know, really rebuild that confidence, that, that confidence of knowing that he's a really good player and it's just trusting his stuff. And that's a tough thing, right? Like, you, you probably have heard this talking to people. Um, you get up there, you have a little confidence and you want to say, well, I can, I'm this type of guy because I've been there and I've done that. Um, maybe you're not quite ready to get there. So it's, it's just getting back to what we think, you know, what I say is what we saw at the end of the season, what we saw of him is going up there and have competitive at bats, trying to be above through the baseball and building from there. And I think you see it here in spring, you know, you get healthy, you feel good and you want to see how far you hit a ball rather than going back to just being simple, easy, square up the baseball. And I, I want to say I feel like he's on time. He looks good. It's just that tendency to want to still lift the baseball uh, kind of plays a little bit negative in his swing. Does it matter uh, about the results in spring training? Or does, uh, you know, I mean, we all know the numbers uh, go back to zero on opening day. So in his case, does he need to see some results to feel confident going into opening day? I mean, every every guy is different, right? I mean, I I, I are you a spring training guy? I got to look up your spring training stats. I was I was on and off, you know. I was on and off. I had years, but I mean, there's I'm not going <laughs> to name names. I'm not I'm not going to name names across the lineup. But I mean, I see guys who are very good players for the team hitting 125, uh, you know, yeah. low 200s, seven oh seventy one. You know, you know, there's a lot of guys not hitting well in spring across baseball, whatever. Um, yeah, I guess from the point, is it alarming because we saw what happened last year? Yes, I guess that is the alarming side. Um, but what isn't alarming for me is that he's willing to make changes and keep and trying to make changes to make it work. What I hear and what I kind of saw last year was he was, wanting to stay with what he felt like was his most successful thing. And he wasn't willing to make changes until what we saw at the end of the year. If that makes sense. It does. It does. 
So, and, uh, so, so yeah, I, it's a, it's a, it's a and a Dave said it, right, Dave? I think he said it. It's a constant tinkering process, and it just becomes – you have to get comfortable in getting the timing of your swing. And I think we know what he's capable of doing. And once that clicks, I think it's going to be, you know, a good click, and it'll be the one we're looking for. I love it. Andre, thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate it. Dodger fans love hearing your voice, and we'll do this often during the season for sure. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to uh, carrying you uh, all season again. Then. Uh, why uh, like said, why didn't on. you pick me up at the airport? I, I called you a yellow cab. <laughs> it came. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. No, but I appreciate it. Like I said, looking forward to uh, a great 2022 here um, and excited for a great summer in our, for, like you say, quote-unquote, Ferrari offense and – which is unbelievable, the All-Star game being back in Dodger Stadium this summer, which I think is an unbelievable thing. I can't believe I've been a part of this organization this long, and it's finally back at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it should be awesome. Midsummer Classic at Dodger Stadium for the first time since 1980. And Andre Ethier will be there, and he will be celebrated. Thanks a lot, Dre. We'll catch up with you uh, after opening day. Appreciate it. Sounds good. There he goes, the man, Andre Ethier.